Welcome to Off The Deck. This is game number 39. On the tee, Ben Swanton. On the tee, Ryan Keane. Welcome to Off The Deck Golf Podcast with me, Ryan Keeney, and my co-host, Ben Swanton. Hi, Ben. Hey, Ryan. Hey, buddy. Um, so, golf's back, officially. Yeah. Yeah. Did you what have a day. Yeah, it was lovely. Lovely. It was beautiful weather. God, uh, God is obviously a golf fan because, uh, you know, in, in East Anglia today, it was 19 degrees and sunny. So, I actually feel like I've caught the sun. Might be a little bit sunburnt. I'm loving it. Um, but it was just great to be out there. The course was in you know, good condition. I think um, it was still March, so it's, it's not going to be perfect yet. Not perfect uh, grass growing weather just yet, but uh, really good conditioning and just just lovely to swing about. And, uh, you know, there was some golf, good golf in there, some shanks, um, but overall a very respectable eighty-one, nine over eighty-one for me. So I shall take that uh, for the first round back. Um, after I think it was ninety two days, I think in the end since I last played, so all good. Yeah, I you're will, still I'll, I'll you're still not quite there yes. yet. Just so you. I'll I'll take an eighty one as my round of the of the season. To be honest, um, that'd be fine by me. But yeah, not 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 fully back to not back to full health. Um, so a few, uh, still a few weeks away, but nothing to worry about. Um, we are we are right in the middle of golf season. This is this is it. Tournaments are coming thick and fast, and and big tournaments by um, that. Out. We're going to recap the WGC and the ten days that the European Tour spent in Kenya. Going to look ahead to the ANA Inspiration, the first major of the year. A little bit on the Texas Open, which is obviously the the precursor to the Masters next week, um, where we're going to go kind of fully on board really and just float around the world of golf. I think Ben is the plan for the next. 40, 45 minutes, if that's all right with you. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds uh, good. Um, we will obviously start with the new Race to Dubai leader, um, Billy Horschel. <laughs> Billy Horschel conquered at the WGC Dell Technology Match Play um, to give it the World Golf Championships. Um, kind of a, a week of surprises, I think. I think I always feel with this that the top seeds, particularly in that kind of group format, never they never come out of it. Uh, or as many of them never come out of their groups as you think they will. Um, I think John Rahm was the only one in the world's top twenty, um, yeah. certainly in the top twenty seeds to uh, to make to win their group, to win his group. Um, Tommy Fleetwood, who hasn't been in in the best of form, and was able to conquer and was kind of second to Rahm in terms of seeding. Um, and there was a lot. I say a lot. There was five or six guys, forty eight and below. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes, Kevin Strelman, Dylan Fratelli, who I don't think had a top forty all year, Spieth, Harmon. Do do you think that's just kind of as par for the course with um, match play that that players are going to be able to do this and and turn up? Do you think it leads? It, some of it is kind of a pointing towards the big guys not not being up for the fight. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't really sure to be honest. I, I think the golf course is quite good in terms of that it. It sort of doesn't favour one style of play. Um, 
and so I think that sort of sets up nicely that you can have uh, you know, very different people coming through a group that you wouldn't necessarily think. Uh, you know, as sort of showcased by Kevin Kisner, who was you know again extremely good the first couple of days. He just ran into Matt Kucher of all people, who has been in diabolical form for mm. a while. Um, to uh, to come through, so I think it's just it's a totally different mindset, isn't it? To the, just the stroke play, stroke plays how how many under par can you go? And this is just mano a mano, um, and you can just keep putting slightly different pressure on yourself, and actually doesn't necessarily always harm to be the shortest hitter um, because that means you're hitting first into the green. So if your iron play is good, um, then you can really crank up the pressure on on maybe the long hitter. So yeah, that, uh, that I mean I would. Sorry, I was just going to say that was really evident evident in the first round match between Poulter and McElroy. Um, yeah. And I was I was watching that and having a bit of downtime um, while my son had a nap, and Poulter was hitting first and wasn't. Oh, there was a few shots actually he hit and and they went really really close, but he was putting it in a a pretty good position, twenty twenty five feet away, and just putting enough pressure on Rory, who who doesn't seem to have had it and certainly wasn't in great command of his game on Wednesday. And he and that caused a mistake. That was it. Was kind of interesting. I think right, yeah. those elements to it. Well, and I think I think as well as in this sort of format is that if you lose that first match, you've got to win that first match because mm. I think otherwise you're just scrambling. Um, and so you know, I was quite surprised that, for example, Justin Thomas didn't play very well. Um, DJ's not been in in sort of wonderful form necessarily recently, although he played some good stuff there. Yeah, Morikawa was interesting, although he seemed to be in a really difficult group with, with people that loved it. Bryson's terrible at, in this tournament. Um, I think he's won one in nine, um, so he's just he's just no good. Uh, and here you have Xander's not been playing very well. Patrick Reed, I was surprised that he didn't get through. Uh, Tyrrell Hatton again, he had a tough group there with a couple of grizzly uh, grizzly boys in uh, in Lee and, and Sergio. Uh, Webb Simpson's not been in great form so you, you start going through you actually can kind of see yeah I mean Patrick Hanley I did think he was going to come through I, I, I was surprised he lost although that was a bit of a strange one because he hammered didn't he hammered Harmon in this yeah. match and then lost to him in the playoff but if you start going through them you know, Tony Finau has been in great form this year but actually the last couple of weeks he's not, not been in that such good form Victor Hovland's kind of fallen off Daniel Berger no, he was quite close there losing to Royan uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, okay, well, you know, he was close with with Jordan, and then Sung Jae was just not very good. So when you soon you start breaking them down a little bit, you can kind of go, actually, I can see why they lost that. But it was cool to see some new names out there. Um, nice to see some of the Euros and maybe lesser known uh, Euros doing well, like you know, big big Bobby Mack. Yeah, a- yeah, that was it was yeah Bobby Mack taking down DJ um, was a lot of fun and and forcing DJ into the Texas field this week. Yeah, I kind of got I got swept up in the Bobby Mack stuff because he he topped that group. I thought, oh, this is this is interesting. And then Victor Pires went out and uh, battered him five and four. Yeah, I, I think he was five. Well, hang on, no, three up by the turn, and yeah, six up after twelve um, is uh, is comprehensive. I, I think, in fairness to him, though, I think in the in in Perez's last. Uh, round of the group stages and first two in the knockout. I think I saw a stat from Justin Ray saying that he'd had 16 birdies uh, and only one bogey um, during those three rounds. I was thinking that's you know that's tasty. If you're playing five under, uh, you're yeah. shooting five under 
uh, every round in in knockout match play uh, with no bogeys in there, you're uh, you're going to do some damage. Yeah, if you're not making mistakes um, and not yeah. giving away holes, then you'll um, you'll do pretty well. So yeah, in the end, um, Billy Horschel, who is a European tour member, won um, and took in, which I like. Um, I haven't ever bothered to check his recent history on the European tour, but well, his, he's he's been at the BMW the last couple of years, I think, and. His only his only um, points this year, so he got points for coming second at the WGC at the concession. Oh yeah, um, and and he's got his points for the win. That's why he's top. So he's only been in two events, and <laughs> it's the two WGCs, both of which are in the US. Yeah, um, nothing to do with the European Tour really. Uh, so you know, fair play to him. That's uh, yeah, that's why he's top. That's why he's top yeah. of the shot. That's the polite the polite way of saying um, of saying that to him. Fair, fair play to him for doing that. Um, he was yeah. no, he's, he was at the BMW in the last couple of years. He was not at the BMW in twenty twenty, and he was yeah okay that's fine. He was at the BMW in twenty nineteen when the world was slightly different. So well, you know, he has at least played a, a specifically European tour event at some point in the last year, last few years. So I'll give him that. Um, not the. Not the most exciting of finals, though. I think there were three birdies or two birdies between um, Horschel and Scheffler, um, and they got to the 17th hole before it was finished, two and one. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah, they didn't quite light up the golf course. Um, no, it was a difficult day, wasn't it? Sunday, the wind, the wind really picked up on Sunday, which just made it completely different conditions to to really what they had over the previous four days. So um, it became less of a ball striking show, which you know, in fairness to all of them. Um, yeah, that all of them have been striking, uh, striking the bleep out of the ball uh, up until that point. But it, it just became like a grinding, mm. a bit of a grind, um, and it was a bit slow. I, I'll be candid; I barely watched a thing on Sunday. As soon as Perez got knocked out, I wasn't interested. Um, I couldn't be least. I was just grateful there wasn't a Kucher versus uh, Horschel final because I think mm. that would have just probably. Uh, I think even the broadcasters would have been happy with that. But I, I was, I was a bit sort of disappointed not to see Sheffler get it done because. He um he seems like a uh, you know the real deal um but um what's he this is his second season now isn't it yeah and he and it sounds ridiculous this next sentence and I apologise in advance but he's not yet won he sort of comes second a couple of times he needs to he, he could do with a victory and I think his his game and his performances today have uh, have merited at least one victory yeah, so I'm, the more I I think I would I would have agreed with you maybe even three months ago or six months ago I think when you like Joel Damon who who won at uh, Punta Canta um, in the opposite field event that was his 111th start on the PGA Tour and I know that they will have played slightly different tournaments and Scheffler is already amongst the, the big boys when playing against stronger fields but I, f- I feel like you you can't judge somebody for probably three or four years on tour if they're no I agree like um because uh, yeah, I, I don't see Scheffler losing his card this year. Well, certainly not this year. Um, he's in too many WGCs and everything for that. So give him, give him two more years, and if he's still, if he's still doing things like this and getting himself into positions, into the finals of the match play, and into, he's certainly been top fives and top tens um, on the PGA Tour as well in the the stroke play events. If he's doing that and then doesn't convert one, you know we can we can pop him into the same pen as Tony Fino and start wondering if he's really got it. But yeah, um, yeah for now, I, I'm going to give him a bit of a break. I think you've got to be either really lucky or like Morikawa good to uh, to win early in your career. 
Yeah, Sam, I'm kind of, I know I'm being a little bit um, <laughs> over the top with it, but I think it is one of those whereby he is very much in that same conversation as Murakawa, Wolf, and Hovland. Um, the only challenge that he's got, he's almost a bit like Xander, but you know, I suppose six, seven years after Xander, you know, he, he could do with, he could do with a win sooner mm. rather than later, because um, it's just such a difficult tag to get, and you can kind of see him getting it, but. He's already done a couple of good performances. He was top twenty in the Masters last year, and uh, he he finished in the top. I'm sure he finished in the top five of the PGA Championship. He was in the final group, wasn't he, with um, yeah. DJ? Yeah. So uh, you know he's he can prove himself. He's proven himself on the big stages. It's just as I say, it was kind of more of I really wished I really wished he got it done. And it's a shame he shame he didn't. But um, a very good week to build on for him as a and also an outsider for the uh, for the Ryder Cup. I suppose on that there was some quite pleasing performances if we think sort of Europe over over the course of the week. Yeah, I yeah, there were. I mean, Perez is is doing himself all sorts of favors. I think he was the one that certainly to be, you know, this time last year when everything was frozen, you kind of go, "Why how how is he still in how is he still in the European kind of standings?" And and he was definitely the one I thought would fade quickest. Um out of there, but he's he's still in in the running now he's sixth in the world points um rankings and continues to kick around in the european points rankings i think we've got to kind of start thinking about the european team as as Perez. but yeah there were four europeans in up to the quarterfinals um ram Perez, garcia and fleetwood uh bobby mack was also into the last 16 so it's yeah there's all there's names there that i'm sorry i'm polter as well um, who lost the shelter but there's names there that will Harten, I think, some European fans who, you know, they're the people we want to be doing well at this sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I sort of feel for Tommy um, because he was he was up in his match against Horshaw the whole way. Mm. And then uh, Horshaw, I think, birdied 17 to go all square. And then on the first extra hole, Tommy just disgusting. I think you would say, uh, yeah, disgusting rope hook out of bounds um, and that was all she wrote so it's a it's a shame really because it wasn't it wasn't sort of demonstrative of the rest of the rest of the round where he played extremely well but um, I, I'm I'm pleased for him because he's not been showing a huge amount of form recently um, so to um, to show a bit of ball striking there that that bodes well and and I think another person that's Again, trending nicely for the Ryder Cup this year is Sergio. I mean, again, he was he had his hole in one, um, didn't he, to uh, to beat Lee on the mm. on the playoff to actually get out of the group, um, and then paid uh, you know well to beat Mackenzie Hughes, who by all accounts was uh, ran through his group too. So he's been playing he's been playing well, but he ran into a buzzsaw uh, when he played Perez on uh, in the quarterfinals. Yeah, I, I can't believe we've not talked about a hole in one to win a playoff. That's I know, how good is, is that? That's so, so good. Yeah, I'm just looking. Perez had four four birdies on the front line against Sergio, um, which is pretty hard to contend with. It was, it was two up. So yeah. Sergio done well to kind of hang with him through that. So, yeah, yeah it's all right. Um, I think that's kind of about it. Other than, I think Jordan Spieth was probably the most favoured fourth seed I saw like you just looked at his group with Matt Fitzpatrick as top seed and and even um, the other oh sorry not 
yeah, Matt Fitzpatrick is top seed. Matt Wolf, who's just not been quite right um, so far in 2021, and, and Corey Connors, who, you know, I think you could just see like the will of Spieth overpowering him. Um, as Spieth came through with two wins and a tie. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's playing well, isn't he? He's trending well. Is he? I mean, I'm, is I'm he my... quite a a contender? Do you think for next week? Yeah, Masters. Yeah, top... or the Texas Valero. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think he's in Texas. Think, uh, he's in he Valero, is. Yeah, yeah, he should yeah. be. Yeah, he should be uh, unless he pulls out. But um, and this is one thing that you do have to admire about Jordan. He plays a lot of golf, and I know he's got limited or less status. Yeah, they wasn't until this time wasn't obviously in the WGCs, mm. um, but he does play a lot of golf, so you do see a lot, an awful lot of him. But he's you know, again his ball striking was pretty good. Um, he just ran into ran into Matt Kuchar. Um, the, the man just knows how to win in in match play. Um, I I think he's very much trending in the right direction, and I would I will very seriously think about him as a one and done yeah. uh, for the Masters. And I am an as uh, as is well publicised, not just on this podcast now on on multiple podcasts. I am an anti speaker. Um, yeah. I, I I think the thing that upsets me most is we were so close to Matt Kutcher falling out of, like just falling I into know. obscurity. Like we were that would have been nice. We were so close to him, like hitting an OWGR cliff and just falling off <laughs> the edge, and and just not getting status for this stuff and having to qualify for yeah. things. And he's not been playing all that well. I think his the genesis last year he was top five but that was his only top five in the last couple of years and and maybe I think he'd only had two or three other top ten so he was really starting to slip he he just slipped out of the top 50 in the world um and now he's he's jumped back in into the into yeah. 43rd and yeah that's bad kind isn't of, it kind of hangs on that T2 Genesis, outside of that, he had a T18. Yeah. And then everything else was kind of either miscut or, yeah. you know, T30 to yeah. obscurity. So it was yeah. just, yeah, interesting. So, so close. He's got um, a lot of points, though, didn't he, last week? 30, yeah. 30 yeah. OWGR yeah. points. That's That'll get it done. That's get it m- yeah, that's more than a routine win on the European Tour. Yeah. Um, which is good. And yeah, and Spieth is now up to 53rd in the world and, and creeping back into that. Uh, hallowed top 50 that gets him gets him lots of places and he's still I mean the thing with Spieth is he's still got lots of I think he's still got a couple of exemptions for his open win he'll have all sorts of exemptions yeah he's okay he'll have yeah he'll have have money list yeah uh, you know uh, money list stuff and all sorts of bits so he'll he will be fine I mean he did still spray it don't forget he nearly (laughs) hit he nearly hit um Patrick Cantlay, oh, who was yeah, playing, yeah, who was yeah. playing in a different, yeah. a different hole, yeah. uh, in a different group, as he was trying to putt his ball, uh, Jordan sprayed it so far right, hit a cart play <clears> after, <throat> um, literally, literally nearly hit poor Cantlay as he was putting his ball for, uh, I think he was putting for a half as well, Cantlay, and he missed it, uh, gave shot the dirtiest look you've ever seen back at, uh, back at him. But uh-huh. we, yeah, we'll we'll officially preview the Masters next week, I think. Yeah. Um, I think so. Although, yeah, Rory and Spieth will be the the two guys um, the European Tour were in Kenya um, as I mentioned at the top of the show we before this kind of run we talked about seven players that we'd, we'd wanted to, to talk about we did alright we had um, six of them made one of the cuts uh, Richard Mansell was unfortunately the only one not to make it and Callum Hill 
um, at two top tens, um, an eighth place at tied eighth at the Magical Kenya Open, and nearly um, he was one shot off the leaders at twenty under par in the the Kenya Savannah Classic, um, which and both were won by by South Africans. It was a kind of fun eleven or twelve days in in Kenya with just opportunities for for some of the young names on the European tour. Yeah, yeah. Look, it was it was couldn't say any better. I think it was. A really interesting sort of ten days out there. Um, some new names coming through. Some of perhaps the sort of stronger names on the uh, on the European tour showing out. You know, Kurt Kitayama and Justin Harding. Obviously, Justin Harding winning the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sort of showing showing their pedigree. But there was plenty of good, interesting young talent. Connor Connor Syme, Sebastian Garcia Rodriguez, and uh, Pep Angles, and obviously Callum Hill. And uh, some of the other guys, you know, Sam Horsfield had two good events, yeah. top eight, and the uh, third, if I remember rightly, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it was him and Hill um, all won back. He had Schwab, Lauten, and, and De Buisson um, playing better in the second week too, and Jazz, Jana Watson, and Ond. Um, so yeah, it was, it was. I really enjoyed it. I thought the golf course was hilarious in that it just it clearly yielded eagles. Yeah. Um, as uh, as I think Van Tonde. Showed us on one of his rounds. I think he got three, didn't he, at some point on one of the rounds? But um, it was easy for people to also rack up scores as well. So, you know, there was bogeys and double bogeys thrown in left, right and centre. And I, I think, um, you know, my uh, my buddy Adrian um, was a kind of a, almost like the perfect the perfect golfer to, to look at on that behalf because I think on his second round... I'm just trying to look it up now, just while I've got it. So he he had a very average first round, but on his second round, um, he ended up shooting. I think he got two eagles, but ended up with about six bogeys as well. Mm. He had two eagles and three three birdies. Yeah, and... on yeah. So the, his first round of the Savannah Classic, so the second tournament, he was four under through three, yeah, and finished the day level par. Um, he yeah he he went. Uh, par eagle eagle bogey bogey par, so yeah. yeah so he was four under three three and finished that nine level par. That was what I was, yeah, um, yeah. was fun. Yeah, so but yeah, it, it just it was. Golf. You were encouraged to go low and and Justin Harding, I think for at one stage on Sunday was in you know in contention to win it all. He'd gone. Um, was he was leading, wasn't he? He was three. He was yeah, three yeah. shots clear in in the second event. So he obviously wins the first event. Yeah. And he's three shots clear going into the final round. Um, he just completely ran out of steam, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He shot two over five. That was the first time he'd got he'd shot in the seventies over the two weeks. So he'd he'd shot uh, his highest round. I think was a sixty-seven for the first seven rounds, and then shot seventy-three. <laughs> like, yeah, just just kind of obscene. And, and yeah, it was kind of uh, there was a lot lots to it. It was there was a, a lot of drama, um, particularly on that Friday. Finished on a Friday in the second event, um, yep. where there was, you know, it was looking like 20, 20 under, twenty one under would get it done, and then um, Jazz and and Van Tonder, who probably the hottest golfer in the world, I think Van Tonder, um, and he he'd even got to twenty two under through thirteen. He'd he'd had four five birdies on his five holes from nine to thirteen. Then bogeyed fourteen and fifteen to fall back one, and, and birdied the last to get in the playoff and then win the playoff um, yeah. with a birdie, which is yeah fairly emphatic, I think. He's had uh, one, two, three, four. He's had five victories 
in his last 12 starts and a T2. Um, now, granted, some of us on the um, on the Africa Tour and not, and not just all the Sunshine, Sunshine Tour. I think four yeah. of those on the Sunshine yeah, Tour, yeah. and obviously one on the European Tour. But um, yeah, he's he's playing some uh, playing some extremely good golf, and even his results before that, he's got an awful lot of T tens. Um, I think over the last two years, so he's he's on a bit of a heater. This guy um, don't don't know a huge amount of really didn't know too much about him at all before uh, before he turned up here. Do you know much about him? No, I I could even try and pretend like he. Looking back through his career, he's not even played a huge amount in Europe. Um, no. He's never, never had or retained a European Tour card. Um, I don't think, like you know, looking at his season ranks, he's never been inside the top one twenty or one thirty. I think it is that that retain cards. And uh, twenty fifteen was the only year he played more than ten times on the European Tour. Um, yeah. But I guess with with opportunities changing and that the the sheer volume of wins he's had in the sunshine to sunshine tour he was a sponsor's exemption into both of these weeks i believe yeah. um and yeah has, has pretty much made it count that that will tighten up his his status in the european tour now for three years i think it will be um yeah it will go back for for three years and and should um help him out yeah 30 years yeah, of it's... age as well which is is interesting because it there's always there's a there's a general path and we've seen it with like Dylan Fratelli is a good example and, and Eric Van Roy in a little bit this year that South Africans establish themselves in the European Tour but ultimately they want to play in the PGA Tour and I just wonder if Van Thunder will will hang around on the European Tour for a little bit longer um, given that he's I think slightly older than yeah, Fratelli and, and Van Roy well he's he's very much like Harding isn't he so Harding broke through uh, at an older age too didn't he yeah uh, it was really what was that two years ago when he won his three uh, three events and what is he I think he's early 30s 34 35 something like that um, yeah he didn't really break through until oh god I want to say 2018 was it 2018 Did yeah it was 20, 2018 no 2019 he... sorry 2019 when he when he won and had a second place and another bunch of uh, top 10s mm, I I'm trying to think. I thought it was it was early in, it was early in 2019, wasn't it? Because he got yeah. himself into the WGC Masters. and then the Ma- yeah, and then he played yeah. quite well at the Masters, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it must have been the beginning of that year. Yeah, I'm now just looking. Um, oh, that's his second Magical Kenya Open win. Oh no, sorry, second place. <laughs> no, Kenya. he got second place. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm looking down through numbers as I go. Um, but yeah, so the European Tour has got a week off, um, and then technically helps co-host the masters um <laughs> and then um with the an event in portugal being cancelled um they've replaced it with the austrian golf open so the diamond sea country club which hosted one of the return events last july um is back on the schedule so um we're not no details yet on the entry list so we'll we'll do that the week after the masters i don't think we'll we'll take time out of the masters to worry about that but um, I would, I, I think I'd expect a similar fail to Kenya, um, if slightly weaker. I think I'm trying to remember. Is is that the event that uh, Richard had a good? Uh, no, so that was, CC was that the, the Euro round. 
Yeah, so he, so Richard, missed, uh, Richard Mansell, who was our guest in December, missed the cut at the Austrian Golf Open, and then a week that's later, right. I think, same event at the course down the road. Um, yeah, that's right. It was the Euro, was second. the Euro Open, or yeah, the Euro Bank yeah. Open. Yeah, that's um, right. That you played pretty well, at. but yeah, that's where we are. Um, on the LPGA, um, which we, we like to talk about from time to time and pick our way through, Inby Park um, went wire to wire. So opened with a sixty-six in her season debut. Um, led all the way through the tournament, one by five strokes at fourteen under, from Amy Olsen and, and Lexi Thompson, with you know seven days until the um, first major of the year. That's pretty good. It's just yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. it really. She's just yeah, she she's just clinical, isn't she? Mm. Um, just you know, dom- dominated the field. At one point, there was a lot of in- sort of European interest. I think uh, Mel Reed was up there. Um, Sophia Popoff was up there as well, but um, both of them and, and Madeline Sagstrom uh, made a charge on Saturday too. But um, they all fell away over the weekend. And Sophia had a 76, 73 over the weekend. Uh, Madeline Sagstrom finished with a 76. Mel Reed finished with a 77, so five over, just really dropping them completely out of contention. Uh, if they shot level par, they would have both finished in the top five. So um, just sort of. Shame that some of the European talent sort of f- fell away, but you know, no one. I mean, you look at the leaderboard, it looks stacked, right? You've got Inby Park, Amy Olsen, Alexi Thompson, Jing Young Ko, uh, Haiju Kim, Minji Lee, Stacey Lewis, Danielle Kang, Nelly Corder, Brooke Henderson, all these big names up there. But I mean, they were playing a different golf tournament to Inby. Inby yeah, was yeah. Uh, in total control. I think, I think Mel Reed was in the final pairing, um, and so she. She'd went out level par for the front nine, and then there was two doubles in a row um, on twelve and thirteen that kind of that ruined her day and, and sort of fall back. So she was she was loitering, but yeah, Imbi Imbi I think was six or seven shots clear at one point, and yeah. that five shot victory equals her, her biggest winning margin. But yeah, no matter I, towards the end of last season, we we talked about it before the uh, end of season finale. She was she was being quite open about the fact she just doesn't. She doesn't have the distance of the other the other women on tour and the other players, but when she puts it all together, she is still like a Hall of Fame golfer. She's so so good. Oh, she's class, and and it's quite interesting that those comments as well. And there's been a lot obviously spoken about in the last couple of weeks. I know we didn't do a pod last week, but um, there was certainly a lot going around about the women's game and how they're not they're not really doing a good enough job of showcasing the women's talents because they're not playing the same sort of golf courses as the men do. Um, you know, most of the time, uh, most of the women can't get to the par fives and two. Um, uh, whereas that's kind of a, uh, you know, certainly three or four par fives every every week the men can get there into. Yeah. Um, so it's quite it's quite interesting that again she just demonstrates just how good how good a player she is. Um, I've always really really enjoyed watching her play. She's just sort of metronomic, just seems sort of really silky smooth slow swing. Um, and when she puts well, I mean, she she just hammers people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she puts puts it all together. And uh, yeah. interestingly, she, I think it was twenty thirteen. She won the week before the U.S. Women's Open, and then went on to win the U.S. Open. So, um, bodes yeah. well, bodes well for her preparation that she's um, she's put that win out there um, the week before the the first major. Yeah. Um, should we talk about the A and A and the big the big change that they've made for the A and A inspiration this year? The the major change. Yeah, go for it. Um, so, for those of you that 
aren't fully aware of uh, the majors in the women's game. The ANA Inspiration um, is one that takes place at Mission Hills and has got the well, it's got normally got a grandstand around an island green on 18 on a par 5 18th, but last year there was just basically a backboard Ben and they've got they've got rid of it yeah the As big blue do. wall I think it's been yeah. it's been dubbed yeah but I mean basically what was happening is a lot of the women can't get there in two and keep the ball on the island um, you know they're going in with three wood or, or possibly hybrid but for the most part most of them would be going in with three wood and you you, you look at this objectively um, and, and remove everything there's no way you're holding a three wood on there not less as soft as a pillow because it's been um, chucking it down with rain. So uh, the women didn't care though last year. They would club up and they were just smashing into this backboard, uh, get a nice drop, and uh, and in the case of last year's winners, chip in <laughs> from from said drop to to go on and then win in the playoff. But um, uh, yeah, it's it's good. I mean, you need to get rid of it. That was just ridiculous. It was kind of the. Um, yeah, was it compromising the tournament? I think it probably was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, quite quite simply put. So yeah, it's it's always been at uh, it's always been at Rancho Mirage. It's, I think it's been going since like the early seventies, and it's always had some good winners. It, it's one of the I think it's one of the most loved tournaments by um, the members by the LPGA uh, players themselves. They seem to love it up here. Um, uh, seems to yield some some pretty decent winners. Uh, yeah, pretty much the the who's who of ladies golf has won this over the years. Um, although it's been a few years now since the the Americans think back twenty fifteen. Brittany Lynn Sikkim was the last American to win here, so it's overdue uh, an American win. Um, but that's very easily said when South Korea is so dominant. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it it was um, Miram Lee, Brooke Henderson, and one of the quarters. Nelly, Nelly. Um, in a playoff last year um, after Lee had chipped in for Eagle Henderson had made a birdie and Corda was out of position off for a tee shot on 18 so could only make a par so they all tied in 15 under and then played the, that par 5 again so yeah it's um, it's a pretty pretty decent kind of winners list when you look down through um, and yeah and MB I think has won it yeah she won it back in 2013 the year she won 3 of the five, which is um, no mean feat. Yeah, I think it'd be. I'd be interested to see how uh, uh, how Mel Reed does this year. I know she did quite well last year. I think she had a top ten in this last year. But she, she for me is someone to look out for. I know she didn't have a great final round last week, but um, you know, since since sort of lockdown was lifted, she's been playing some really good, consistent golf on the LPGA Tour. She obviously had a maiden win uh, last year too. Um, and she's been playing pretty well in 2021 as well, so I, I would, I think she can be a threat um, this week. I won't go so far as to say to win it, but um, I think I'll, I'll be intrigued to see how she does. I think she, if you were to ask me to pin me down top European, mm. I probably would pick her. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, she's um, she's a pretty consistent start of the season, so she's well inside the top 50 on the the race to CME Globe um, season standings. And I think there's only four Europeans ahead of her. Um, them being Charlie Hall and George Hall, and Leona Maguire and Sophia Popov. So, yeah. um, and that's just through the season so far. Sophia's been playing great as well. Yeah, yeah. Sophia had a good week this week and really seems to be relishing um, 
kind of her status as a, a major champion on the LPGA tour. It's amazing what that bit of confidence can do, isn't it? You know, thinking that she was so close to quitting and she was caddying for Anne Van Damme and yeah. then, you know, less than what was it? It's only nine months now. Nine months later, she's just a stalwart week in, week out. She's near yeah. the top of the leaderboard. Yeah, and, and looks quite comfortable. Yeah. Um, we go. We go on top European. I'm going to take um, Carlotta Saganda in that case. Again, yeah, she's had a has had a pretty decent start of season. Was all right for three rounds last week and and finished with a a seventy seven, um, which not ideal, but yeah, it just seems a, a pretty good pretty good player. She's but, steady, isn't she? She's yeah. been a steady, very steady European player for a long, long time. Yeah, and will be will be important for the Europeans, I think, this year with the Solheim Cup looming as well. Yeah. That should be good. But yeah, I'm assuming. DNA inspiration is available on all good TV golf channels um, this oh, week. I'd say so. I'd say there'll be coverage. I would imagine so. I'd imagine that they'd probably favour it over the uh, Valero Texas. I would have thought. On Sky, yeah, hopefully. yeah. At least for at least over the featured groups, if not the, yeah, the yeah, live yeah. coverage. Um, but yeah. Well, the good thing is, is obviously it's over in the it's on the west coast, isn't it? Yeah. So time difference will be slightly in their favour. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um, and yeah, as we mentioned, um, the Valero Texas, or as we've referenced a couple of times, the Valero Texas Open returns um, after being cancelled in 2020 due to the global pandemic and not coming back. Corey Connors gets to defend his title. Um, he went Monday qualifier to winner in a week. Yeah. Um, he Monday qualified to the Texas Open, went on to win it, was into the Masters a week later, I think, or certainly a few days later, and, and has now established himself as, as a pretty elite golfer in the world. That's just... That's all it takes is, is kind of one of those weeks. Um, yeah, kind of kind of an interesting tune-up. This is a golf course that suits iron players and, and approach play. Um, and Dustin Johnson is in. Um, having initially planned to miss it, he went out in the group stages at the WGC. I don't know if that was the reason why or just wasn't like wasn't enjoying where his game was, but he declared himself on, on Friday night for this. Um, and interestingly, this is where Johnson made his first PGA Tour start um, as a sponsor exemption in 2007. There you go. So that's kind of. Yeah, I think maybe DJ was still pissed off at uh, Kevin now and thought, right, you know what, I'm just going to go play more golf. <gasps> yeah, that was after the little fallout. Yeah, that was that was a bit. I don't know where I, I stand on that. I kind of, you know, Kevin now calling him back to say, I'm not going to claim the hole from you, but don't do that again. Yeah. It was a little little rap on the, the knuckles for that. I think wasn't it? Well, it was. So the long and short of it is, is that he DJ thought he'd said it was good, and apparently he hadn't. Um, but it was good, and the hole was halved. Yeah, so, so I mean, he's, I don't. Know, I think it's a bit of gamesmanship from uh, from, from Kevin Nar, yeah. but um, to, to be quite honest, I mean that's the guy who probably gives the least least crap about anything like that ever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I'm sure. But yeah, I, I, it, it, I think it might be telling that he's playing this week. Um, yeah, DJ doesn't normally play all the time, does he? But I think that's probably a bit of an indication that he's not maybe a hundred percent happy where his game's at right now. Um, but look, the, the Texas Valero Open is uh, is Charlie Hoffman's tournament. Um, you know, he seems to either finish runner-up here or uh, he's won it. He's won it at least once, I think. Um, he's got a couple of runner-ups, so I believe if I remember this time time last year or maybe it was the year before um there was some sort of crazy like the uh 
because this tournament's been going for like forever. Yeah, um, been going a while. Yeah, and they did like um, they did like a all-time rankings Texas Valero <laughs> Open, and he was in the top there along with like some of the biggest names ever in golf, like Sam Snead. He was ahead of I think I was right. He was ahead of Sam Snead, and I think he was ahead of like Arnold Palmer or something else. It's like just because he's won a load of money because he finished second a couple of times doesn't make him like an all-time great. Um, but he, in fairness to him, he does have a good track record around here. So um, I, I think I might be cheekily throwing him in as my one and done this week. Mm-hmm. A random outsider. Just um, I, I've, I've got no idea what his form is. I haven't heard from him for ages, but it's, it's Masters season. That's where Charlie Hoffman turns up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah, back him to finish top five here and then be first round leader at the Masters. Is that the? That's the thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've got to have him there. Yeah, Spieth is Spieth is here. Um, he was tied thirtieth two years ago when he played here, as well as a variety of other Masters champions, Danny Willett, Zach Johnson, and, and Phil Mickelson. Um, other kind of interesting ones. I think this is this is where we're seeing the players that want to play the week before a major and the players that don't. Finau, Anser, and Matsuyama are all playing. Um, but then the likes of Ram, Thomas, McElroy, all giving it a bit of a miss. Well, I mean, there's a common denominator there as well as pretty much all of them miss uh, to group stages. So again, and I suppose that's a little bit of the difficulty of match play as well. You're not really sure if you're if you come out of it, you know, confidence knocked, but you just you know you just want to groove in a couple of things. Um, you know, match play is very different to stroke play. Um, so just sometimes probably they just maybe with the mindset it's better to just get back in that stroke play mindset as opposed to you know, the next time I tee it up it's the Masters it's stroke play and it's for real yeah. again I know these guys are extremely good but I just wonder whether there's probably a little element to I went out early yeah, so therefore it wasn't so much of a long week and actually I feel like I want to get some mm. stroke play under my belt for the Masters yeah. well, that's fair yeah it's hard I guess it's hard to freewheel isn't it and yeah. I like to think right. I'm going to use even if I miss the cut, I'll use these two rounds to to work on some things and, and figure some stuff out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, Hoffman's got a couple of runners up here now. Looking just down through the history, 2011 behind Brendan Steele and 2019 behind Corey Connors, but then won it in 2016 from P. Reed. Um, which, yeah, I mean, it's not it's, you know it's not a bad indicator of Augusta's success. We've you know, there's a lot of players that do all right around Augusta National. Have done okay here. Adam Scott's yeah. won here. Yeah. Um, to name but a few. Zach Johnson. Zach Johnson has the 18 hole course record. Um, oh well, actually, he has the 18 hole course record of 60, but it's not. It's at this event, not on this course. Um, so that was at La Cantara. This is at TBC San Antonio. A Greg Norman design, um, with some help from Sergio Garcia. Of all people, there you go. Yeah, oh, there you go. I didn't realize Sergio was moving into court design, but didn't. well, Stenson, I didn't even realize Stenson was, but he's just designed something back in Sweden that looks very uh, uh, Pete Dye esque bunch of water, a <laughs> lot, of, lot of problems. Not a golf course for you and I. Let's leave that one while I like. Uh, okay. Is that uh, are they playing the Henrik and Annika event there? I don't know, I don't know actually. I just I saw something on YouTube of some some golf course like photographer videographer guy. He does some really cool clips 
like one minute, two minute clips of, uh, of yeah. courses. And it was like, oh, this is the latest one from Henry Stenson. I looked at it, I thought, oh, that looks wicked. Oh. I don't want to play there, but I'd love to watch people play there. Except, uh, yeah, you, uh, I'll send, I'll send it to you. This is really good podcasting. This, I'll, no, no. I'll, I'll, find, I'll find it. And send it yeah, to we'll you. stick it out. We'll add it in afterwards. Yeah, it's mm. definitely worth a definitely worth a look. Looks looks mint, but um, I I don't think I'd like to go and play there unless I've got fifteen <laughs> balls in a bag. Yeah, yeah, and off One the of those. off the forward tees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, fair enough. I'm a, I don't mean fifty yards left on the dry land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just as long as there's coverage. Um, what do we think to Ricky Fowler's chances of winning his way into the Masters? He's got about as much chance of making the Masters as you or I. <laughs> That's what I think of his chances. Uh, well, Hoffman's yeah, not in either. So if Hoffman wins, he, you know, I think I'm that's much kind of, that. It's one of the interesting things. If there's, you know, you've got Fowler, Hoffman, even Jim Furyk or, or Adam Hadwin, um, could all could all win here to get themselves into the Masters field, which would be would be a lot of fun. No, I mean, I think I think the whole uh, gambling fraternity want Charlie Hoffman to win this. Uh, so we can all bet for him to be first round leader at the Masters uh, the following week, yeah. and uh, uh, let that be the one bet that we'll win yeah. the whole week as we splurge our money elsewhere. Um, no, I, you look, I, uh, I'm not going to get on Ricky. I think people enough people have been getting on him, but he's he's uh, he's in the wilderness right now. He's going to find himself. Yeah, he'll um, still be in featured groups come Wednesday. Y- yeah, frustratingly, yeah, this, uh, I think he he may well become my new anti speed day. Yeah, yeah. Um, if that keeps happening, because uh, that's just ridiculous. If you're not in form, why are we seeing our future groups? Yeah, just, it's, just get out of the way and find your form and come back. It's not fair. I mean, yeah, I don't get. It's not his. It's not. I no, it's not his decision. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not his fault. It's totally not his fault. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's us. You've gone Charlie Hoffman this week, and I am going to take Tony Fino. Very good. Yeah. I've said it. Very good. This is a one. There you this go. Is, this is him getting, getting in, getting in the hoodoo off his back. Um, love that. I'd love that too. Again, I really love. I really like Tony. I want him. Want him to get rid of that monkey off his back and get people to change the narrative elsewhere. Although, in fairness to him, Spieth returning to some sort of form is is changing that narrative somewhat. To to, to back onto him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, Spieth's getting cool. getting attention that others are quite thankful of. Um, yeah. All right. Cheers, Ben. Enjoy. Cheers, buddy. Um, any more golf you get to play this week? Yeah, we'll do two more times. Um, Friday, Saturday. Lovely job, we'll, um, we'll be honed in on Augusta National this time next week. Yeah, get some get some work done then. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cool. Cheers, buddy. Bye, Take bye. care. Bye.